everyone. My name is Michelle and welcome to Romcom Weekly. Today my friend Narupa is back and we're here to talk about the movie She's All That. Hi Narupa. Hey Michelle. Thanks for doing this. Of course, I'm excited. Me too. Okay, so a few things about this movie. It was released in January of 1999. It's directed by Robert Iscove, written by R. Lee Fleming Jr. It stars many people, but primarily Freddie Prince Jr. and Rachel Lee Cook. The IMDb.com summary is, a high school jock makes a bet that he can turn an unattractive girl into the school's prom queen. It has a 5.9 on IMDb, and it made $103 million at the box office. All right, Narupa, what are you rating this movie on a scale from 1 to 10? So this was a little tricky, especially after rewatching this movie. Mm -hmm. And I might be rating it higher than others might in terms of how great of a movie it actually is versus the nostalgia it gives me from watching it back in the day and just bringing you back to high school. I'll start with a 7. Okay, I'm giving it a seven as well. I think for the exact same reasons you just mentioned. Is it a good movie? Questionable, but you and I are people, uh, you know, we went to high school in the 90s. So this is a very big nostalgic movie for a lot of people our age. Yeah, I kind of waffled on this score. I was like, is it a seven? But I'm okay with it. Same. And we'll see. And I thought back to the other movie we did, which I gave a 6.5. And I said, well, I like this one better than that. So I have to be higher. But you know, again, it's not a deep movie, but it's fun. It's enjoyable. um, And it just brings me back to those days. And I still remember watching it all the time when I was finishing middle school going into high school. Yeah, same. This movie personally is a very highly rewatched film. I'm kind of surprised it's taking me this long or us long to talk about this movie. Um, I know we've we've been wanting to talk about it. And I'm glad that we're here to finally break this movie down. But I literally, as I was rewatching this movie last night, I said out loud to Frank, I was like, I don't even want to take notes. I'm just so happy to be able to rewatch this movie. It's just <laughs> such an escape for me. The nostalgia is real on this one. Definitely. Okay, so let's let's start with what are some things you like about this movie? I think it's just fun. It brings you back to high school. It's iconic and, you know, kind of ridiculous, but fun. And you can kind of relate to some things because there were kind of those assholes in high school who Mm -hmm. you could see doing this kind of a thing and, you know, not realizing what they're doing is hurting other people. And, you know, it's just the whole premise of it in a way. But also, you know, I liked the actors and actresses in it and they were popular at the time, I would say. Mm-hmm. Also, of course, Paul Walker, which obviously he became huge later. And then, you know, yeah. his sad death early on in his life as well. And so it's kind of looking back at movies. You know, I think the same thing happens to me when I see movies that Heath Ledger was in before, because again, he became really big, but he started in some smaller rom-coms. And then yeah. he became very famous and, you know, also passed early. So anytime I see Paul Walker movies, I always, you know, think about that. You know, it's unfortunate that mm-hmm. he's not with us anymore. But it's also just kind of fun. And like you said, you can just watch it, enjoy it. Um, Some things are ridiculous. It brings you back, you know, they have pagers and then old school cell phones. (laughs) So that was really fun. And it just, it's fun because Usher is your DJ at school, which is amazing. (laughs) That's one of the best parts about this movie. And also just having a cool DJ, you know, doing announcements every day, you know, it just seems fun. It's California. It's, you know, clearly privileged people at this school you know which is also part of things we'll discuss I'm sure but 
it's just fun. You know, there's some things obviously that we'll delve into that don't really make sense or may not be appropriate anymore. But overall, I think it's a classic. It's fun and just really enjoyable to watch. Yeah, I think the operative word here is fun because it genuinely is. It was just great to reminisce and bask in this 90s nostalgia. Um, I do want to rattle off the names of the cast in this movie because as you mentioned, this cast is quite stacked and kind of amazing. So obviously we have Freddie Prince Jr. as Zach Seiler. Rachel Lee Cook is Lainey Boggs. Matthew Lillard as Brock Hudson. Paul Walker, rest in peace, as Dean Sampson. Jody Lynn O'Keefe as Taylor Vaughn. We have Gabrielle Union. Lil Kim is in this movie. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> Dulé Hill as Preston. Kieran Culkin as Simon Boggs. Anna Paquin as Zach's sister, Mackenzie. We have Clea Duvall as the art student, Misty. And we have Kevin Pollack as dad. And I know that there are some other characters that I'm missing, but kind of amazing that this movie was able to get these huge up-and-coming stars. I think that's also why this movie is so fun to revisit, is because we recognize so many of these people in the cast. Right. And it's a pretty diverse cast. A lot of the main characters are Black, which is amazing. Yes, I know that's one of our things we always talk about, and you especially on the podcast. Yeah. And so it's pretty amazing to have so many Black characters. I will say for a movie that's taking place in Southern California, the lack of Asian representation is highly amiss, but you know, I'm here. I'm, I'm okay with it. I'll let it go. So for me, this movie is Freddie Prince Jr. And Rachel Lee Cook. Mm -hmm. Besides this movie, I honestly haven't seen a whole lot of movies made by these actors. I fell pretty hard for Freddie Prince Jr. I thought he was this kind of epitome of not the perfect guy, but a really, really great guy. He's, this jock but he's smart he you know has questionable morals at the beginning of the movie but he he comes to towards the end granted he has really really first world problems um very privileged problems about which ivy league school to go to (laughs) because he got accepted (laughs) to all of them but yeah i i did like that his life wasn't perfect and when you're a high school student you know you kind of take on these pressures and they're very exaggerated but you know he's faced with what college do I go to? And he has this, I guess, challenging relationship with his dad. I I like that he was given some kind of character arc and not just some pretty boy with trying to get a girl. Right. And then Rachel Lee Cook, you mentioned the relatability factor of this movie being, you know, one of the things you liked about it. And I I was thinking about this character a little bit more. And I was just like, I think I, I could be friends with her, actually. I agree with that. She seems really sweet. It might be someone that you would have to go to get to meet because she seems to just stick to herself. You know, she Mm -hmm. has her one best friend for her whole life and then she's in her art world and then she's just doing her own thing. So it would take a little bit of an effort to get to know her. But then, you know, she seems like a fun person and, you know, she clearly is passionate about her art um, Mm -hmm. and just seems like a nice person. Like clearly she cares about her family and, and once she was given the opportunity to play volleyball, she was into it, you know, at the beach, which is kind of cool, you know? So I think it's just, that was what worked so nicely is that she might have had interest, but she just never really did anything and stuck to herself. And then, you know, Zach Seiler comes along and brings out this other side of her, you know, not mm-hmm. necessarily changing her, but maybe just bringing out parts of her that she was keeping to herself. Totally. Yeah. And one of the other things I like about the character of Lainey Boggs is that she kind of holds her own in a few of these scenes, like that scene where Zach 
says you have really beautiful eyes and she's like get out of here like yeah. this is ridiculous she literally walks away from him <laughs> yeah. and I, I like that she doesn't fall for it immediately or that scene where she's about to play volleyball one of the other quote cool girls is like yeah i've seen you play you play like a girl and she's like but i am a girl right so she you know she stands up for herself which is a trait that you don't necessarily expect from a dork in high school who has no friends um she seemed really secure in who she was but yeah it it just took zach to kind of let her let her guard down a little bit agreed um the 90s i know we talked about this already a little bit you mentioned usher i kind of just wish they used usher a little bit more i know was this i don't know if this was his peak of I don't know, influence or power in in music and pop culture. But I mean, so many random things about Usher being the school DJ. I I don't know. It it just made me laugh. And we don't even get to see him dance in that whole prom dance scene. He's dancing a little bit behind the booth. A little bit. I know. I was like, he should have jumped out onto the dance floor and started dancing. Let's let's let Usher do what he's good at. I know. (laughs) Um, The fashion of it all was great. I don't know if you ever leaned into the tube tops in the 90s but taylor vaughn's outfit when we see her breaking up or dumping zach that pink tube top for me i was like i love that outfit and then anna paquin's prom dress uh i don't know if you remember it but i was like that's exactly what a prom dress that that's the prom dress i wanted when i was in high school (laughs) like the jessica mcclintock vibes like the big poofy bottoms like that i don't know what kids wear to prom these days but that was what i think a lot of girls wanted to wear in the 90s yeah, she looked like typical prom back there. Yeah, I can tell you for sure from seeing people's Instagram posts and things, they are not wearing, <laughs> you know, what I would call appropriate for prom dresses anymore. <laughs> right, so. right. Oh, man. This movie also was just kind of, it didn't bum me out, but I was like, man, we're, this is an old movie now. This I is know. kind of, this is, this is a quote unquote classic movie now that we grew up with. Um, the one other thing I wanted to mention about how 90s it was, was just the whole references to the real world, the MTV show. Yes. That was also, I think, in the 90s was the height of the real world. I don't know. I, I'm pretty sure that MTV still does real world. And I don't know how true they are to like the first few seasons. But I was an avid watcher of the real world when it first came out in the 90s. And they made Brock Hudson to be a character from like the early seasons. Did you ever watch the real world? Definitely. Yep. And when he says, did you think I'd actually leave for the challenge, like the real world murderers <laughs> challenge, still dating you? And it's like, I remember watching those things. And it's so ridiculous to think about because now with reality TV being so commonplace, right, mm-hmm. that back then, I mean, we, I knew that, you know, obviously things were scripted a little bit and they were only catching certain things. But, you know, I think that was one of the earlier types of shows that was doing yeah. reality TV, right? Now it's just, you know, on Bravo and all the channels, I mean, everything is reality TV. But that was one of the earlier ones. And it was totally fun to watch. And you just learned about interactions with different people. And, you know, because they did a good job of bringing different backgrounds onto the show. And yeah. I remember, honestly, I didn't really know what Mormons were until Julie mm. was on the real world, right? Like I didn't really, I, just, I guess I just didn't have any friends that were Mormon here where we live in New Jersey in that specific area. Yeah. And now I know many, but maybe just as a kid, I didn't realize it. And so, you know, it, it brought a lot of different um, types of people to light. And so I think it was good in that way, but it was also just fun and ridiculous, you know? <laughs> so, yeah. 
and the houses they lived in would be amazing. And you're like, oh my God, I want to live in a house like that. Totally. So. No, Narupa, I wanted to be on the show, the real world. <laughs> like that was one of my goals when I was young. Cause I, I thought it was such an interesting experience. Like, wow, I get to meet all these different people from different walks of life. Like Pedro, I remember, I think it was a San Francisco season who was Latino and gay and HIV positive. Like, you know, the real world was a big deal mm-hmm. when it first came out. And I don't know what it is now in this day and age, but I thought it was legitimately trying to, it it gave the real world a lot of weight in this movie, probably for comedic reasons, but I I enjoyed it. No, yeah, it was fun for sure. And Brock Hudson played a good role and it was, you know, it was funny. (laughs) So obnoxious. Matthew Lillard was great as as Brock Hudson. Yeah, he did a great job. (laughs) I will say the one scene that surprised me, I can remember when I first saw, not the exact moment I saw this movie, but I remember watching this movie and that one scene where Lainey goes up the stairs after her dad's like oh there's someone upstairs waiting for you to take you to prom I wasn't sure who that guy was going to be did you know that it was going to be Dean no I I wasn't surprised by it necessarily but I right you were leaving like wait they could go either way with this yeah this is just the ending and this is awesome that they're together now or you're like, oh, great. I mean, I was disappointed when it was sure. him, you know? And I think she was, too. You could see it in her yeah. face, right? Because you could tell she was hoping it was going to be Zach also. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think that was a not a twist, but, you know, just something a little bit unexpected. Yeah, and I I appreciate that because so many of these movie, movies are just so, so, so obvious. And mm-hmm. while ultimately we know how this movie will end, in right. that exact moment, I had no idea who was going to be at the door. Right. To this day, I still like, oh, yeah, that was that was kind of a nice plot twist, even though it's not a plot twist. Right. Agreed. Um, So the music. Let's talk about the music here. Kiss me. Kiss me. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, I don't know if they that band had any other songs. Like if I to this day randomly hear that, I still think of this that scene in this movie. I mean, it's just so iconic to this movie for me that. Yes. I don't know if it was on the radio before the movie or not, honestly. I'm not sure because I can't remember exactly. But mm-hmm. I cannot not think of this movie and her when I hear that song ever, yeah. ever. It's just ingrained. That is that is this movie. <laughs> a thousand percent. I mean, I think this movie has such a lasting power also because of this one song, which is yep. kind of amazing that one song can kind of, quote, carry a movie. But I remember so much radio play after this movie came out. Mm-hmm. Whenever I hear the song today, I just think of Lainey Boggs walking down the stairs in <laughs> yeah. that red dress. Like, it's iconic. <laughs> it's just such an important piece of music, which sounds so dramatic. But in a very iconic movie, this is the iconic song. And, you know, Sixpence on the Richer, I, I don't know any other songs from this band either. But it, it makes the movie Definitely. It really does show you how music sometimes in a movie, you know, the directors of people who choose, I mean, this was spot on like this mm-hmm. really, they did a really great job with this one. Yeah. Uh, I mean, aside from the song, no other songs really stood out to me except the, the choreographed dance scene yes. at prom, yep. which was yep. Fat Boy Slim. Yes. <laughs> Funk Soul Brother, which apparently the song is actually called the Rockefeller Skank, which I didn't know until I literally looked it up on Spotify today. Hmm. Yeah, Kiss Me. I don't I can't think of any other movie and song combo as iconic as this one. Yeah, we'll have to do our research on that and yeah. back if we It's hard to dig one. up right now off the top of our head, but yeah, that this to me is is like the prime example. Okay, so this movie clearly means a lot to you and me, but are there some things you don't like about this movie? 
Um, you know, I kind of get it when you see men objectifying women, you know, I don't not mm-hmm. get it, but I mean, that's just how it, how it was. And high school boys, of course, are going to comment on women's looks and everything. And so when they're choosing her, right, like, yes. you know, just so insulting, like, oh, <laughs> decent rack, this, that, like, come on, you know, but that adds to the fluff of it, right? Because of mm-hmm. course, in high school, it's all about looks, right? It's all that's, you know, the biggest thing yeah. in that time period in your life. And you can remember thinking that being like, oh, I have to make sure I go, you know, you're confident, but in a different way. And now if I could speak to my high middle school self even and be like, why did you care about the brand of clothing you were wearing? Like, it doesn't mm-hmm. matter, you know, and now I'm way more confident to know that I don't really care what people think the way you do, but in middle school and high school, you, of course you care about what everybody thinks, you know? I mean, I guess lady doesn't really, which is why she's awesome. But, you right. know, so the way that the guys just speak about it, but you know, that's what they call, you know, the locker room talk and this, you know, cause obviously then too, they're like, Oh, he must not have been playing soccer well today because he hasn't gotten any as if, right. you know, you know, how much are you getting anyway when you're 16 <laughs> or 17? You know, I don't know. Um, but it's, you know, that kind of talk, hearing it is just like, come on, you know, when you hear it so much, but Mm -hmm. so you don't love that, but that plays into part of what the movie's about, right? So you kind of need that in there to show then later to say, oh, it's not all about that or, but at the end of the day, all they had to do was cut her hair and take off her glasses and then she's beautiful. (laughs) I mean, she's clearly good looking even when she's in her glasses and her hair isn't done so great or whatever. You know, I still think she looked cute beforehand, which is, you know, I think more of the reason she was the quote unquote loser girl was because she just seemed mean and, you know, didn't talk to people and in that way. Right. But it's not because she wasn't good looking. Yeah. I think um, Zach called her like weird and inaccessible Mm -hmm. as opposed to being like fat he can deal with, you know, like it it was, yeah. High schoolers. Yeah. There's a lot of stuff going on. Hormones, just popularity. There's a lot of stuff going on. It's a confusing, really confusing time. So I can understand why these boys they're not quite men mm-hmm. yeah they they don't know how to approach women or think of women respectably it, i don't know it's it's confusing and yes i agree with you it's very problematic in many ways i mean this movie i think started the clicheness of cliches for these mm-hmm. like teen rom-coms but I, I forgot to mention at the top of this she's all that this movie is based on pygmalion and mm-hmm. my fair lady which have you ever seen my fair lady with audrey hepburn i didn't watch the movie no yeah which i so should go back and do <laughs> it's it's on netflix right now i actually just rewatched it recently but yeah it's this musical about how this quote-unquote ugly duckling is kind of mm-hmm. transformed with the guy's help and realizes that it's about inner worth you know which mm-hmm. themes and all that stuff which we'll get to in a little bit but yeah, this movie is based on that. So it's not original material by any mm-hmm. means. Mm-hmm. It's just modernized. And then we'll also talk a little bit later about the 2021 remake, He's All That, yep. if, if you're down to. <laughs> yeah. So let's save that for a little bit later. I'll be honest with you. There's not a whole lot I don't like about this movie besides the obvious problematic parts. I'll call out one specific scene is Clea Duvall as Misty. In the beginning of the movie, she's one of the fellow art students. And she's like commenting on Lainey's art and literally tells her to kill herself. Yes, I had that in how this didn't age well because you could never really oh say my that gosh. now. It's ridiculous. But also, that's meaner than just saying you're fat and ugly to me. That's yes. crazy. She's Holy so cow. insane. That was crazy. I agree completely. I have that written down as yeah. just so ridiculous. And that cannot be said today, I feel like no. at all. 
Not at all. I don't know how, I mean, yeah, the climate is clearly very different. And I think in the real world, like in today that like, that's, these are headlines. These are stories where people are like texting each other to kill themselves. And these kids Mm -hmm. are like reprimanded and go to jail now. So like hard no on this uh, scene. I had that for further down, but I bumped it up to this. Yes. But then on the flip side, when Lainey has the chance to get her back, I just love how she painted her face. But then it was also a way to get her back, but she wasn't being so terrible. Like it was funny and ridiculous, but it didn't really hurt her in any way. You know what I mean? And so it just showed you how classy Lainey is that, you know, she can give a dig back and get her back, but she doesn't have to, you know, do something so ridiculous that would embarrass her completely or be inappropriate to her. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, also Dean is the worst. I mean, these are obvious things. Like he's just so toxic has no feeling. All he wants to do is just prove Zach wrong. It's weird. Male friendships at this age, I don't know if it's because they're friends because they're attractive and they're both rich and have zero problems, but very quickly, Dean turns on Zach. Uh, I guess maybe on the inside, he's always just felt crazy competitive with him and just wants to prove how wrong he is and how not all that Zach is, but it's hard to say. I mean, Paul Walker, I was very, very sad when I when he passed away. I love the Fast and Furious movie. So it's kind of odd to see Paul Walker in this really, really unlikable character. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And I was looking at IMDb with him in terms of order of what came because Varsity Blues was right before this movie, which I like that movie a lot. And then mm-hmm. The Skulls, which he did with Joshua Jackson, which mm. I saw, but I don't really remember completely. Um, but I probably watched it because he was in it. Because he's yeah. Looking. But, you know, and then, right. And then, of course, his role in Fast and Fury is completely different. So I think, you know, a lot of the stars get their role first and maybe some of these rom-coms or some random movies and then they some of them blow up to do you know really big things but yes you want to hate him but then you're also like oh but it's paul walker (laughs) if i may i have a little story i actually saw paul walker once at the airport this was um seven plus years ago i was on my way to like la i think and my flight was a little bit delayed because the incoming flight hadn't arrived yet. So I'm standing at the gate. I'm on the phone with a friend, you know, just catching up or whatever, waiting to board. And literally like the first person I see walking off the plane, I'm like, that guy looks really familiar. (laughs) He was wearing this backpack. He had this blonde hair. He was wearing Converse's. He had like his white socks up. I was like, that's definitely Paul Walker. I could just tell by his gait. I have a thing for spotting celebrities in very weird moments. (laughs) Um, I think that's kind of my low key superpower, which is not, not a superpower at all. But Yeah, I was like, that's Paul Walker. And I was traveling alone. So I had no one to kind of fan out with, Mm. um, except the person I was with on the phone. Yeah, he just looked like his character from Fast and the Furious, like this Cali boy just walking off. It's not an interesting story, but I wanted to (laughs) share with you that I once saw Paul Walker in the flesh and he had this huge smile on his face. And that's kind of how I remember him. Just like this this LA kid, not kid, but you know, LA guy. (laughs) Okay, so general themes. What do you have here? Um, I would say like being true to yourself, letting someone maybe bring out other parts of you, but still mm-hmm. being true to yourself, which I think Lainey does a great job of. Cause like we said, she seems like someone relatable, not necessarily that I was like her mm-hmm. in that way, but that, you know, she is who she is. She's proud of who she is. She's open to a little bit of change and mm-hmm. opening up about things. And clearly it was helpful to her because even her art teacher, tells her, you know, this is amazing. Your, your art is so great now, you know? And so he had a very good influence on her. Yeah. But 
didn't change her completely, right? Because I don't right. like a theme where it says, oh, a guy has to come along and make you better, and then that's why you're desirable by other people. You know, that mm-hmm. shouldn't have anything to do with anything. But, you know, and that's just what this story was. But it's okay to change a little bit and open up and be willing to change. So I think that whole quality in a person is important. Um, and then it's the general theme of just high school drama is completely within this entire movie, right? I mean, everything about it with your friends, with liking other people, with bullying in school, like with the younger brother getting bullied, which that scene was also ridiculous when those two guys try to bully her younger brother, Simon, mm, and yeah. then with the pizza and the pubes. And it's just like, oh what gosh. is happening? So ridiculous. Just that. I mean, that was to an extreme um, and then also sort of a WTF, like, what is he doing serving ground, fresh ground pepper to people <laughs> in, on skates in the cafeteria? I mean, so privileged, rich white school. Come on. So um, random. Yes. But yeah, so I think more of just being true to you and then the high school drama and just high school relationships and what people care about. And then a little bit of family too, right? Because mm. the dynamics with your family, like, cause like you mentioned before, it's not really a problem that we see it to him to have to choose, but his dad and his relationship thinking his dad wants him to do one thing and not wanting to disappoint him, but wanting to do his own thing. And then he, clearly he never really talked about it with his dad. Cause when they finally talk about it, he said, I didn't know you felt that way. And so mm-hmm. um, just making assumptions about what your parents want for you and maybe being yeah. more open and talking to your parents about it. Whereas Lainey is, seems to be close to her dad and um, sticks up for him. You know, especially I liked mm-hmm. when he said, you know, some people don't think being a pool man is a respectable <laughs> job. And she says, well, people are idiots or whatever. She says. Yeah. yeah, exactly. And, you know, so to have that insight for her too, to not be embarrassed by it, but to say, no, you do a good job. And who cares what other people think, which is not a typical response from a high school student. Yeah. That's why Lainey's awesome. As we've mentioned, like mm-hmm. she has these convictions and aspirational might not be the correct word to use, but when I was like 13 watching this movie, she's kind of admirable. She's sticking up for herself. She can separate what's cool and what's not and also be okay with not being cool. Mm -hmm. Like that one scene where Zach comes to the falafel restaurant and she's like, I'm not smart. I can't help you with school. Is this a new dork outreach program? (laughs) (laughs) She has this self-awareness that, and she's totally fine with it. And Mm -hmm. I I love that about the character. Um, Yeah. Sorry, I just remembered, as you mentioned, the falafel place. I had that on my things to bring up at some point because was falafel even mainstream at this point? Obviously now it is, but I was trying to think back to when was the first time I knew what hummus and falafel were, and I don't know. That's such a good point. I don't think I knew what hummus and falafel, like, I'll caveat by saying LA is maybe it's its own world where it's, it was early into the Mediterranean fad and diet. But yeah, at that age, I had no idea what falafel was. My palate was very limited to what I ate at home and the school cafeteria. Like that was it. So it was interesting that they chose to use that. Well, obviously, with the whole balls, falafel balls thing, it was funny with that. It was a funny scene. But I just thought that was cool because it could have easily been, you know, like a Burger King or, you know, totally. whatever else. So, Yeah, absolutely. That's I, I feel like this movie paid attention to random details that I mm-hmm. really appreciate. And that is definitely one of them. It could have clearly been a little bit lazier of writing, like a pizza place or a burger place. But yeah, mm-hmm. let's be a little bit different and make it a falafel place. Yeah, I'll be honest with you. I wasn't thinking too deep on the themes of this movie. I was just like, I'm excited to rewatch it. But being true to yourself, which I mean, yeah, it's easier said than done. And as you were talking, I was just reminded of how much pressure 
high school feels like it is in the moment. Like I mentioned hormones and like expectations and doing well in school and trying to be popular or caring about all that. It's just a lot of stuff. And high school is freaking hard. There's a lot of insecurity. And I think, again, props to Lainey for being so secure with who she is as a, as a person. And she didn't need Zach to quote unquote find herself, right? Mm-hmm. But he helped her kind of see things from a different perspective. Um, you mentioned supersize my balls. Uh, so <laughs> let's move on to favorite moments in the movie. I'm so juvenile when that line was said. I still laughed so hard. I don't know why. It's just so funny. It's like this dorky man coming to a falafel restaurant. And then also just the that dorky dad or guy who's like, well, I'm not sure. I can't choose. Can you show me all the ball size? You know, it's just like... Yes, juvenile, but also funny, and you can just picture some ridiculous man or yeah. anyone, you know? It's just really funny. I know, yeah. What else, um, what other moments do you love about this movie? Love the freestyle school rap yes. where they say she, that's like one of my favorite parts of the movie. Love it. I love hip hop. Cool. I love hip hop and rap as you do too. And so, and yeah. it was just, it was fun. It was a fun scene. You know, all the kids in the school. I mean, I guess I can't actually picture that happening at my high school because we don't have a nice, like, courtyard like that, yes, you know, an yes. open space. But, you know, and I guess that had, like, all the diverse kids in one, you mm-hmm. know, little scene. No, that was really cool. I love that. And then, of course, because they don't really, I think at the end of the rap, they say, you know, Lainey, she's all that. And that was the only time I think they say that. So that's cool how that was a little not yep. to the title of the movie. I liked it. I wonder if they wrote in that scene just to emphasize the title of the movie yeah that would be interesting to find out yeah i i appreciated it as well i was like oh is is high school like this where kids just randomly huddle up and freestyle <laughs> and spit you know rhymes and stuff i this movie is such an unrealistic portrayal of high school to the point where it's like it's outrageous right um i also because we love music and we love to dance and i loved watching i love watching shows where there's like dance-offs and all the Mm -hmm. movies about dance-offs so although ridiculous the dance scene (laughs) at the prom i love it i just love that they're all dancing it's so high energy it's so fun the song is fun Mm -hmm. although on a rewatch i noted that taylor is the only one who's actually dancing i mean they dance when they're doing kind of the slower parts but when it comes to the real dancing Taylor is kind of in it. I mean, the girls aren't doing as much dancing as the boys in that part, but it just seems like they were random hired dancers. You know, it wasn't yeah. any of the, like, it would have been cool if Freddie Prince Jr. was doing something. He wasn't even on the dance floor doing right, that right. part, you know, so um, that would have been cool. But I mean, I guess it was a high intense dance. And if you're not a dancer, you may not be able to accomplish that how they wanted. So it was just the guests. But I think that scene was fun and, you know, just usher a little bit dancing in the back and, you know, giving his little <laughs> words in between and such. Yeah, yeah. Just one note about that scene. I was watching some interview with Rachel Lee Cook or reading something, and she justified not dancing in that scene as why would Lainey be all of a sudden a really good dancer and know all the choreography? Mm-hmm. So I think she was like, okay, you know, as a character note, she was like, it doesn't make sense for Lainey to be like featured in this choreographed dance. But also, I think Rachel Lee Cook was just as a person embarrassed to dance. So mm-hmm. she kind of came up with that character arc of Lainey. Mm, that's true. Good point. <laughs> yeah, but that's a great scene. It's so, uh, so unrealistic, but I love it. Um, and then, you know, obviously it's the iconic scene with the makeover, right? And it's mm-hmm. like, oh, you know, can a girl only be pretty when she's made over and looks, yep. you know, her best? Not necessarily, but, you know, there's fun to that. You know, I equate it to, I'm sure I watch all these 
movies like Princess Diaries when she becomes, you know, like the dorky girl with the curly, mm. poofy hair and gets her eyebrows plucked. And then suddenly she's like this really cute Anne Hathaway. Well, of course she's cute. She was always good looking from the beginning. But, exactly. But, you know, but it's still fun, you know, to see the process and, you know, getting ready for things is still fun. I still enjoy getting dressed up and everything. And so it's it's like a fun scene. And it's cute how he brought his sister to do the makeover. Mm-hmm. And so I think that also said a lot about their relationship because, yeah. you know, you have a brother, I have a brother. Uh, I don't think my brother would have me come and help him like do makeup on his friends, but you know, but it's cute. They have a sweet relationship, you know, I think. um, And then the fact that he brought her to prom, which, Mm -hmm. you know, you have to be super confident to bring your sibling to prom, you know? So, so I think their relationship was really cute too. Agree. That's a really great, great dynamic. I kind of wish there were more mainstream movies about sibling dynamics, just because Mm -hmm. that's something that interests me and speaks to me. Um, one of the scenes that still makes me laugh um, is the whole performance art scene where... Oh, my God. <laughs> be silent, be still. I mean, is this good art? I'm not one to judge, but I just love that it's outrageous. Mm-hmm. And at the end, you know, Zach is joking with Lainey, like, maybe I'll go to art school. Maybe mm-hmm. I'll study performance art. And he starts saying, be silent, be still. It's just a lot of random throwbacks in this movie. I do think it was well-written for the audience um, who's watching this movie. Mm -hmm. A small bit is that dad played by Kevin Pollack gets all the Jeopardy questions wrong. Mm -hmm. I don't know why this was really funny. I I think maybe on a personal note, Frank and I have recently religiously started watching Jeopardy. Uh, Like we'll turn on the TV as we eat dinner and like, we won't even talk to each other. We'll legitimately be trying to solve Jeopardy. Um, (laughs) And I'm like 30 years too late to Jeopardy, but here we are. I I have discovered Jeopardy and it was, it was enjoyable. Yeah. And then the scene when they're cleaning and then the kid gets it right. And then he's like, who are you guys? And when did you come in my house? He didn't even (laughs) notice it. It's so funny. And then the one line that's really funny, not funny, but iconic again is, am I a bet? Am I a bet? Am I a fucking bet? Yep. Great. Yep. Obviously a very, very sad moment in the movie, but sometimes I'll just randomly shout out that line just because it's so dramatic, overly dramatic, and it's great. Mm-hmm. So dramatic, yet she doesn't cry or get upset in that moment the way she does cry when Taylor tells her off, right? So yeah, clearly finding out about the bet was upsetting to her, but it had a different reaction. So it was interesting seeing the difference, her reaction there. I guess there was also anger there, whereas Mm. maybe she was genuinely hurt. So in terms of favorite scenes, but not favorite scenes, Taylor is such a B. Like she's just the worst. (laughs) She's the worst. Taylor's Um, the worst. So mean. It's the trope of the worst high school mean girl. Yep. Yep. Exactly. Buying her way to popularity, calling out the people who don't like her, like, even when she's named prom queen, she uses yeah. her speech to be mean to the people yep. who don't vote for her. Yep. She's like, I'm a goddamn legacy. I'm going to win prom queen. I could mm-hmm. win this, I think, like, on my first day of my period. Yeah. Something, something. I forget what else she says. But Taylor Vaughn, the worst. Yeah. Well, she played it really well. She did. <laughs> so she did, she, did she nice really job. did. I'll give her credit for that. WTF moments? I mean, there's so many, but <laughs> do any specifics call out to you? Um... One, well, two things. So Lainey believing that Zach wants to be friends. I mean, she does say, what is this all about? Like you said, like, is this a dork outreach program? Like, why mm-hmm. are you reaching out to me? That is not normal. But then her still buying into it because her friend was even like, aren't you a little bit curious why the like best looking kid in school wants to be friends with you or likes you? Mm-hmm. But it's like, how is that possible? Out of nowhere, he just broke up with his girlfriend, right? Like, I would say, what is going on here? There has to be some other 
motive, right? I mean, it can't be that big of a surprise that something is going on, right? Yeah, I mean, yeah, yeah, yeah. And for her, like we said, her being pretty smart herself in terms of having good convictions, like knowing what's right or wrong or having pretty good sense of what might be appropriate and not, she, I don't know, it's interesting. I don't yeah. know if someone randomly started to talk to me if I would say, well, what is your, what are you really trying to get at here, you know? Yeah, maybe you and I are just way more skeptical. Right. Of people in general. But I do think like, yeah, the movie just skips very quickly over the skepticism. Mm-hmm. The going to the art show together, that was the, I think the first and only moment she's like, why, why are you talking to me? Mm-hmm. And then for me, the WT, one of the WTF moments I wrote down is fast forward to where Zach just shows up at Lainey's house, meets her dad, meets her brother. And is like, let's go to the beach. And she doesn't question again, like, why are you why do you want to hang out with me? Mm-hmm. She's just faced with either I go to the beach with him or he'll be at my house playing Sega with my brother all day. So she just goes to the beach with him. That's the easiest option, I guess. But yeah, after that, we're, we're not meant to question why she's hanging out with him. Mm-hmm. But on a note of that scene, the beach, the makeover, the house cleaning and Preston's party all happens in one day. <laughs> <laughs> Did you happen to catch that? Yeah. I was watching, I was like, oh my gosh, this is so exhausting. I could only do one of these activities in a day, but that's just, they just crammed it all in. Yeah, it was, it was too much, too much for too one much. day. But you know, when he's comforting her, he says, you had fun today. And it yeah. was like, yeah, because we spent all day together doing like what people might do in the first weeks of dating all at one time. Right, right. Yeah, I I do like Zach in that moment. You know, he's very sensitive. And it's true when you when you let people in because, you know, she has trouble letting people in. He's mm-hmm. like, you, you unfortunately have to let the bad in with the good. So profound, Zach Seiler. Yeah. <laughs> um, another WTF is, OK, if she doesn't, you know, question Zach too much, who's actually at least being nice to her. How could you not know like Dean Sampson's reputation? And so mm. when he is like following her out of nowhere to the falafel place and then yes. like wants to take her to prom, like what? He came out of nowhere. <laughs> How would she believe anything? And then even about the bet. And then when she's he, she finds out about the bet, Zach just stands there and says, yes, like it's true and doesn't say, well, no, let me explain. Like, I mean, it's just a very... Yeah. So ridiculous. (laughs) So So ridiculous. Yeah. And as we mentioned a few times already, Lainey is smart and, you know, she carries a foghorn, but knowing that it's a bet, like she shouldn't have left prom with him is what I'm trying to say. Totally. She, I think like, would she not have expected ulterior motives from Dean? Because Mm -hmm. now that she knows it's a bet, what were the terms and all that stuff? So I I don't know. There's, There's no explanation behind all that, unfortunately, but. I mean, I think the general premise is the WTF, but mm-hmm. again, we're here for it. We clearly like really, really think this movie's fun. So I don't really have a lot of things to nitpick. Right. So let's talk about the ending here. What are your thoughts? Are you happy with it? I am. I think it was a cute, fun way to end it. I think she really sees how much he cares when he's waiting for her there. And so that's where you get that whole, oh, there's someone here waiting for you. You know, <laughs> and he really did. He quote unquote missed the rest of prom, which I mm-hmm. guess was half over. But yeah. And then... You know, they're cute chatting together and it's cute with the pool in the back and the lights. And, you know, mm-hmm. it's like cheesy but cute. And then I think that could have been the end. But then she asks about the bet and then yeah. that was just hilarious. So mm-hmm. loved it. And then, you know, just a cute scene at the end. And then it just leaves you at, okay, great. They're together now and that's it. You know? Yeah, <laughs> so. yeah, yeah, yeah. Agree. It's great. 
for for the tone of the movie i like also that we see dean uh paul walker's character like he can't hear his own name being called graduation <laughs> yes. but the other wtf i have here is that like zach's not sitting there naked the entire time is he like i know it's graduation <laughs> school's over but you would get I don't know. What are the ramifications of showing up naked to graduation? Getting totally. expelled? But can you get expelled after you graduate? I don't know. But also, like, I don't think it's legal to be naked in public spaces, <laughs> right? I don't even know the rules. And then it's funny because, like, you know, the soccer ball would be covering his front, but then his, like, ass is just sticking. You know, so it's yeah. just really Sitting funny. there on the cold chair or under the hot sun. I don't really know what it is. But, yeah, WTF. It was great though you know makes sense that these high school boys would make this outlandish Mm -hmm. then but yeah the uh their high school seniors going to different schools presumably do laney boggs and zach seiler stay together no no (laughs) definitely i i mean i wrote probably not but i'm like definitely not i think this will be they might date through the summer Mm -hmm. and then maybe depending on which ivy league he chooses if she goes to art school in new york or something like that who knows you know and they're close enough on the east coast maybe but I think it would have been, you know, if you show them 20 years later and they're married to other people, that relationship would still be very important and mm. something that was really important in developing who they were a little bit more. And so I think it's an important relationship that they'll have. And even if they dated the first year of college, maybe, you know, but mm-hmm. they're just too different. They're very different people. And so I think their lives were important and this was meant to happen and they're both going to be better people because of it. But I don't think they stay together now. Yeah, agree with you. I literally wrote down the same thing as you did. Like maybe they lasted the summer and maybe freshman year, but I don't think it goes anything beyond that. But I I like your answer. Like flash forward 20 years, it's an important relationship to both of them and they've both grown from it. And yeah, I like that thoughtful response. I didn't even think about that. I mean, if they stay together, that's way more unbelievable than yes. than not so i don't know that would be if there's a sequel that would be a wtf of the sequel <laughs> like they did yes. not stay together absolutely and also a little bit sorry this is a little wtf when mm-hmm. he went at that and at the end when she's like what did you lose and he says my best friend oh come on you've known each other for four <laughs> weeks that was a little too cheesy for me that was too much i agree that line could have been done a little bit better it, it was a little too dramatic for for this ridiculous movie already. Yeah. <laughs> Randomly WTF. Sorry, I just looked at my notes and I wrote yeah. something a little lower. Also, what student body president gets their own parking space right in front of this school? <laughs> <laughs> yes, thank you for bringing that up. Also, his license plate says Mr. Prez. Mr. Prez. Like, why? <laughs> and then on that note, which I didn't realize until I watched it the second time to prepare for the move, for the um, podcast, that his somebody crossed out the L in yes. um, Mr. Prez. <laughs> So it just says Mr. Pooh. I mean, it's so ridiculous and immature, but it was just the little things like that. I was like, oh my God, I don't know if I noticed it. Yes. So, kind of I funny. appreciate, again, like the random small attention to detail. I really appreciate it. I think this movie warrants multiple rewatches because I do think you catch on different things every time you see it. I love how seriously they take prom, I don't know, election, I guess. Yeah, I, I, like I homecoming prom king and queen. Prom, and yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, so my high school experience was that we didn't actually have a prom king or queen, we had a Mr. and Miss name of our high school. I'm not going to name our high school for, <laughs> for, for safety reasons here. But um, And I don't remember that process. I think you just voted, but it wasn't prom related. We definitely had homecoming king or queen and queen because yes. I remember I remember who won. But I don't – I actually don't remember the, who the guy was. I remember who the girl was. But mm. um, And we had superlatives and I remember like 
best looking and best looking couple and blah, 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 all that drama. But I really don't remember prom king or queen. And I think our timing of that was around the time when they were starting to stop doing those kind of things because of one, like, you know, just such a popularity, ridiculous thing. And then also was the time where, you know, girls wanted to come together to prom, whether they were dating or not. And I remember at my prom, there were two friends who wanted to come together and it wasn't allowed, which to think only, Mm. well... Yeah, Boy, I guess 20, 20 years ago already. And a lot obviously has changed. But then again, again, like, yes, homecoming king and queen. Why does it have to be two? You know, and it wasn't always even a couple, right? It could have just been two random people, but they need one mm-hmm. boy and one girl. Like, why? But I guess just to give each yeah. half of the population a chance. I don't know. But, you know, just those kind of things have changed. And so I think the whole voting and choosing one person to be the most popular, why are you voting for this person? And it's also like, why do you vote for prom king or queen? It's not like, it's usually just a popularity contest. It's yeah. not, you know, if you're voting for, you know, you know, don't vote, but I mean, valedictorian, at least it's like, it's the person with the highest GPA. It has nothing mm-hmm. to do with anything else. And so I don't know, other than popularity, what people base anything else on. And they want to try to stay away from that in schools now and such, you know, because someone might get so upset if they lose and then something happens. Like, yeah. So I think things are changing. So that whole concept of this being the biggest deal, I remember that all being the biggest deal. Mm-hmm. I don't think it necessarily is anymore. Yeah, I, I would assume the same. I think people, maybe kids today are savvier and more better equipped to understand that it's not the biggest deal to win prom king or queen i I mean i'm sure like in 99 there are a lot of people who are just like screw this what is this this is dumb Mm -hmm. but in in these movies we're just shown and told that if you're popular you'll win prom king or queen and that's like that's the standard you want to get if you are the popular kid i mean although you said we would be talking about he's all that and they do kind of want to be homecoming or prom i don't even remember which one it is i don't remember either but they do care so maybe they still care but they care about the popularity aspect of it you know not necessarily that it has to be homecoming king or prom king or queen they just want some recognition for something i don't know you know yeah i guess this is a good segue like this movie came out in 1999 it's so popular and so beloved to the point where they made a remake yes came out in 2021 it has a 4.3 imdb rating you watched it. She's all that is beloved to the point where they made the remake. But why do you think she's all that is so beloved? Let's start with that question first, and then we'll move on to he's he's all that. You know, it's hard to know because you know, thinking about it, like <laughs> I think for me, it's just iconic for the timing. If I were thirty and watching mm-hmm. it in the nineties, I'd probably be like, "This is ridiculous, and this is not that good." Mm-hmm. But for someone who one just loves rom coms like you do, but then also was in that time period, like that was right when we were starting high school. So it maybe meant more then. And so that generation, our generation might think of it as beloved, but if someone watched it now, maybe they mm-hmm. wouldn't think so necessarily. But then, right, they, there was a reason they remake, remade it. But they, they're making remaking a lot of old movies right now, I feel like, but just switching yeah. it. If it had to do with the girl, then they're making it the boy, you know, and they're doing that now. Yeah. And so maybe because it was so beloved, they're like, well, this is an easy way to just flip it and remake something that went well then. But obviously they had to update it like crazy with Instagram and it was all about posting and things like that. And so Mm -hmm. I I couldn't think of it. And actually, when I was telling uh, my husband, Zach, that I was getting ready for this podcast, he was like, I kind of remember the premise, but he isn't even sure that he watched it. So I don't know if that was Mm -hmm. like a girl boy thing at that time, you know, in middle school, high school, or 
just, you know, he wasn't always into mainstream things anyway, so he might yeah. have just not cared as much. So then for him, obviously, it's not beloved because he doesn't really even know it. But for me, yeah. I'm like, what? It's so iconic and I can't remember. So maybe just that that nostalgia that it was just such a big movie at that time. And for I don't I don't know if I can pinpoint a reason that it continues to stay so important or something that we enjoyed watching still, you know, like 20 years later. Yeah, I had trouble with this as well. Like, there are many other beloved rom-coms out there that are not getting remade. I guess this was a plot line that is kind of classic. Mm -hmm. I guess teenagers today still struggle with popularity and insecurity and all these things. But I don't think there's one exact reason why this movie is so beloved. All I could think of was Freddie Prince Jr. and Rachel Lee Cook. Like, they were the biggest stars at the time. But... I haven't seen a lot of Freddie Prince Jr. movies. I haven't seen a lot of Rachel Lee Cook movies besides this. This is the touch point, I guess, for both of these actors, for me personally. Mm. I guess, and also, as I mentioned at the beginning of this, the supporting cast is great. We recognize everybody. Like, Kieran Culkin in succession now. Wow, time has really treated him well. So it's fun to see that. But I struggled with this because he's all that. Not a good movie, I'll say no, it. it's terrible. It's so, so bad. bad. <laughs> I don't know if writers today need to be gender swapping every story. Like, let's do it with a little bit more interest and some more smarts behind the writing of it. But I don't know. This also made me feel really, really old. Like, I had no idea who Addison Ray was, who's the star of He's All That. I know. Tanner Buchanan plays the, the guy in the movie. I only know him from Cobra Kai, which I've only seen like a few episodes of. Didn't know who these people were. And I appreciate Rachel Lee Cook and Matthew Lillard being in it, but for me to sit down and rewatch he's all that like there wasn't enough fan service like she doesn't play Lainey Boggs she plays Addison Ray's mom and mm-hmm. there wasn't enough of her in the movie in my opinion for me to revisit the movie and then Matthew Lillard plays the uh, school principal it was just not good it's yeah. unfortunate how bad it was I think it could have been a little smarter and uh I don't know I don't really have a lot to say about it it's just kind of cool that they wanted to remake it but then ultimately for you and i people who grew up watching she's all that this movie just kind of fell flat for us i'm assuming for sure and i wonder like if we spoke to a 15 year old now would they say wow this is so unique they may not even realize that there was an old one that this is a remake of you know Mm -hmm. (laughs) so yeah i wonder if teenagers today enjoy it we'll have to ask around and report back (laughs) yeah I mean, I'm glad this movie did so well. I mean, She's All That mm-hmm. is a important movie. Okay, so I have some random trivia points here. The prom scene wasn't originally scripted. It was added in at the last minute to make the movie go a few extra minutes longer. Rachel Lee Cook's character name, Lainey Boggs, is a combination of two characters played by Winona Ryder. Kim Boggs in Edward Scissorhands and Lainey Pierce in Reality Bites. And apparently it's also a nod to Rachel Lee Cook's physical resemblance to Winona Ryder, which I never noticed. But now that I read this, I can't unsee it. (laughs) Do you think she looks like Winona Ryder? I I could see it now that you say that too. Yeah. Um, Milo Ventimiglia is one of the JV soccer players cleaning the house. Yes, I saw that reading it somewhere. And then when I rewatched, I paid a a special attention to it because I wanted to (laughs) see where he was. Yeah. Um, Gabrielle Union's film debut. Oh, Uh, According to the director, Josh Hartnett was considered for the role of Zach, and for the role of Lainey, Mina Suvari and Jordana Brewster were considered. Hmm. M. Night Shyamalan apparently helped polish up the screenplay. Sarah Michelle Gellar has a slight cameo, which I'm sure you you noticed. Yes. Buffy was filmed in the same 
high school that She's All That was filmed in. According to the costume designer, there were there was very little budget to work with. So a lot of the prom costumes were like the same color palette. Uh, they were sourced from Salvation Army. And Lainey's falafel hat was made from just supplies at Michael's craft store. <laughs> That's awesome. This movie was number one at the box office when it came out, which also came out during Super Bowl weekend, which I guess means that this movie was really did really, really well. And that's all I got. Awesome. It's always fun to look back and hear those things and think about it and wonder. Sometimes it would be cool to interview the writers or the director, you know, and see Mm -hmm. uh, some other things. But, you know, it's interesting because without those trivia facts, sometimes you don't even realize the little nuances that go into a movie. And obviously some people catch it, but not everybody. Right. Yeah. Um, One other side note I just remembered is that the original writer of this movie, whose name is Arlie Fleming Jr., also wrote He's All That. Hmm. I guess there was some continuity. They tried, but, eh, you know, yeah. whatever. <laughs> yeah. All right. So I think we can wrap it up. This has been really fun going down memory lane with you. But before we sign off, do you have any last takes or anything to add? Um, oh, the one thing we didn't talk about was when he says there was major wiggage. And I was <laughs> like, What's... and in my head, I'm like, did I use that word? I don't think I did. And so it was kind of funny a couple of things. And I think Dean at some point said a couple of words that just might've been just phrasing that was used at that time that it's totally not anymore. And so yes. it just sounded so ridiculous. And again, made me feel super old in terms of different words and just how kids mm-hmm. talk. Cause I'm sure there are those same phrases that teens are saying now that I would have no idea what they're talking about either. So. Yeah. I mean, same, it's just such a delightful throwback, but then also makes you feel old. Mm-hmm. There's the wiggage thing did make made me made me chuggle and Sega, which I think I don't know if Sega is a thing anymore. I mean, I, I don't play video games, but Sega was like huge, I remember at, yeah. a, at a moment. I think in time. it made I think it made a comeback because even the different pieces of Nintendo, you know, they're making them cool mm. or they're bringing back the old school games again and stuff. Yeah. So it's kind of but yeah, totally like Sonic the Hedgehog, that first game that came out yeah. with Sega was huge. So it's just funny to be like, oh my God, was that the popular thing? <laughs> yeah. And I mean, like we talk about this, like off the record, like you and I would talk about like 90s fashion coming back. Like this is a thing. Everything that was cool. Um, I know you're someone who likes to purge a lot. So you get rid of a lot of clothes, but like mm-hmm. fashion inevitably comes back. And I was looking at the the movie poster of this movie where she's wearing like this fitted black tank top and like a bobby pin in her hair. And I was like, that is totally a look that would happen now. Maybe not like, 10 years ago but definitely everything is back right i think when i purge now i need to just get rid of things that don't fit properly (laughs) anymore after two kids but if they could fit and i well i also live in a condo so i don't have anywhere to put everything so that's a different story but if you had the room and you labeled everything properly because otherwise you know when skinny jeans came back then everyone just had to rebuy all of the skinny jeans right and now i guess skinny jeans are out again it's the wide leg so you know it's just ridiculous fashion is a fickle fickle beast or you can just be who you want to be and say you know what i like skinny jeans the best so that's what i'm just gonna wear and i'll totally. just keep wearing them and i don't care i we'll like be, that approach we have to channel our inner laney who's like yes. i'm going to be me and this is who i am whether you like it or not i love it i love it skinny <laughs> jeans are here to stay yeah. um but just also one last thing for me to add is that rachel lee cook is apparently coming back to the rom-com genre she has a netflix movie yeah i saw it have you seen it 
I did Love Guaranteed. Is that the yes, one you're talking about? Yes. Mm-hmm. With Damon Wayans Jr. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> An enjoyable film. Uh, I just, I really like seeing her back in, in the rom-com world. I, I was reading some articles about her when she was doing press for He's All That last year. And she's like unabashedly back into rom-coms. She's like, mm. I, I really like the genre. Um, she's producing her own stuff now. I think she has another Netflix movie coming out soon. And she does a lot of Hallmark Christmas movies, which I don't really watch a whole lot of these days, but just happy for her. That's awesome. Yeah, because I don't really know where she was in her hiatus over the past 20 years. Yeah. I don't really know what she did. So yeah, I'm sure she's been around doing things, but nothing mainstream enough for me to to mm-hmm. catch. But yeah, all in all, this movie was so fun. I know we've said that like a million times, but it I genuinely know. is. Yeah, <laughs> um, it is. I was so happy to rewatch it. It's currently streaming on HBO Max. Uh, skip the Netflix remake. Yes. <laughs> but, you know, if that's your vibe, go for it. But thanks so much for doing this, Nurpa. This was really, really fun. This was so fun. To all tuning in to another episode of Romcom Weekly, thank you so much. Please subscribe to our podcast on Apple Podcasts and Spotify. Give us a follow on Instagram at Romcom Weekly and let us know what you think of this movie. What would you rate She's All That on a scale from 1 to 10? And we'll chat with you again next week. Bye.